0: AOC is undermining the January 6th commission, and for that, I thank her. The Uvalde report is released along with a leaked video and the full video, and it ain't good. And protesters get a surprise while protesting an officer-involved shooting of a black man in Minnesota, and they didn't really know how to respond. And those who did respond, they didn't respond real sympathetically. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. Who I can tell you did not have a great weekend was Joe Biden. Yep, he's back from the Middle East, and it didn't go well. Now, in all honesty, I didn't really pay too much attention to it because I already knew what was going to happen. Nothing he wanted was going to happen. It started off well enough, especially in Israel. So he went to Israel first, visited there, and uh, he moderated. He did not go far left, shook everybody's hand. That's going to be a thing. Um, He still supported a two-state solution, though he did not think that uh, creating a continuous state was going to be for the Palestinians was going to be a thing, but he did kind of push that, but he, he didn't go too extreme. He went to several, um, he went to a Holocaust uh, uh, memorial event, and he was very gracious, he was very good at that. Uh, he still made a lot of gas. I mean, he did refer to uh, the Holocaust as an honor by accident, Um He got off the airplane and didn't know where to go, so he had to be actually taken by his arm and moved into the right direction. And after a speech, he got up and started shaking the hands of somebody who wasn't there and had to be led by the speech moderator back to his seat. So it it wasn't great. It was not a good look. Um, When he got to Saudi, that's where crap just went, just went to crap. Uh, Saudi, first things first, he got, he got there and there was a big controversy of whether he was going to shake the prince's hands or not. Now, you got to remember, he wanted to, he basically condemned Saudi Arabia as a rogue state um, because of the killing of this guy, Jamal Khashoggi. Now they call Jamal Khashoggi a journalist. He's actually not really a journalist. I had to look this thing up. He's more or less a spy. And Khashoggi wasn't killed because he said some bad things about Saudi Arabia, which he did. He actually was spying on them because he was on the payroll of other countries like Qatar and and, and countries like that. He was a spy for Saudi Arabia. And apparently... He was a double agent. He spied on Saudi Arabia also. So they tortured, killed him, and then chopped him up. And hey, unfortunately, this stuff happens a lot. This is in the Middle East. They act like it's only Saudi Arabia that does this. But no, they they all do. I mean, Iran, Iraq, Syria, really? You're going to sit back and say, well, this guy is the worst in the world? I, he's not great. I mean, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could pick him up and throw him. But I mean... This is stuff that happens in the Middle East. For some reason, they want to trust Iran more than they trust Saudi Arabia. Well, anyway, so he got off and instead of shaking the hand of the prince, who's the one who's accused of killing Khashoggi, um, he fist bumped him. Now, this went, this drove everybody absolutely crazy because they thought, oh my gosh, he's making friends with the prince. Well, I mean, why is he there? if not to, you're going to have to, (laughs) I don't see anything wrong with him fist bumping. As a matter of fact, it would have looked more, less friendly if he had shook his hand, but no, he just decided to fist bump them. That looked like they were buddy buddies. Well, Joe Biden went over there to get more oil and uh, basically he was turned down flat. The Saudi prince and the king said, you know, you guys have oil. Pump your own oil. We just don't have the capacity to pump any more oil. Which, by the way, Biden was told by uh, Macron and the French president Macron just the week prior, two weeks prior. So Biden basically spent a lot of time over there, and for nothing. He got absolutely nothing out of it. Um, he was asked about whether or not the whether or not he had asked the prince about Jamal Khashoggi's murder did if he did it. And then Biden said, well, he said he didn't do it. So that was about it. Well, the state the the speaker of state said that Biden never asked anything about Jamal Khashoggi. So again, Biden was Biden was lying. Uh, it was a dismal performance. Not good. He looked really old. Uh, he didn't get anything he went over there for. He did a good job in Israel, I'll give him that, even though he's shaking the hands of ghosts or whoever. But while he was gone, the White House was visited by Gavin Newsom. Now that's interesting. That is really interesting. Add that his approval ratings have cratered, he can't put a sentence together. He's yelling at people for asking him questions. The economy is dying. Ukraine is now losing the war against Russia. Crime is high. Interest rates are about to go up again. And you still got Hunter Biden's laptop. Joe Biden is in huge trouble. So people were asking, you know, why would Gavin Newsom go there? And apparently there was a, a I think there was a meeting between the Secretary of State, Ron Klain, and, and J.B. Pritzker, too. OK, I'm going to I'm going to take a guess here and not a conspiracy theory. It's just a guess. All right. I think Joe Biden's done. I think either right before the election or right after the election, when they do get killed and they are going to get killed, the cabinet will implement the 25th Amendment and get Biden out of office. I think one of the reasons J.B. Pritzker and Gavin Newsom were at the White House or talking to Klein, I think they were actually interviewing to become the new vice president. I think Kamala Harris is going to become president this year. And I think that either Pritzker or Newsom, who, by the way, are both disasters. Newsom just looks like a Ken doll. So he's very pretty to look at. But I mean, he's a disaster of a governor. But they're both leftists. And that's important. They're white men, which is weird. And they're straight white men. But I think it's going to be one of those two that that are going to replace Kamala Harris as vice president and Kamala Harris will become president and she'll jack it up. Now I'm calling this, I could be dead wrong, if by January 1st they haven't started the 25th Amendment. And I I talked to somebody about this and they said, oh, I think it'll be before that. I think it'll be before the election. The only reason I don't think it'll be before the election is I, I don't think you need that kind of chaos in the White House before an election. I think after the election, that'll be enough. But Joe Biden looks like he's done. The guy can barely walk now. Okay. So AOC continues to be a cancer for her own party. And I actually like this. Um, she's so stupid. She just doesn't realize she's pushing conservative narratives, which is another way of saying she's pushing the truth. Here's the story. Um, she was walking into Congress. I think this happened last week, Friday, Thursday or Friday. Okay. So she's walking into Congress and she was harassed by a professional comedian and a troll. Here's the, here's the audio. You can listen to it. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you. AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still
1: beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. Why don't you do a little selfie? I love it. My favorite
0: AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. Well, here's the reality. I would have never known about this video. No one would have known about this video. This guy's, I think his name's Stein. Uh, I don't know what his first name is. But this is not a big guy on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere like this. Probably would have been just ignored if it weren't for the fact that AOC posted the video. Now, if you watch the video, AOC doesn't seem real concerned about this whole thing. As a matter of fact, she kind of gives the peace sign and, and tries to talk to him, makes a comment. But it was nothing, It was there didn't seem to be any controversy here. But she, of course, likes the attention, so she posted it and then she puts her spin on it. This is what she she said. I posted about a deeply disgusting incident that happened today on the Capitol steps, but took it down because it clearly, it it's clearly someone seeking extremist fame. It's a bummer to work in an institution that openly allowed this, but taking but talking about it only invites more. Just really sad. So then she she posts the video again because she did remove the video, and then she posts it again. And she says, here is a video he posted of the incident. I was actually walking over to deck him because if no one will protect us, then I'll do it myself. But I needed to catch a vote more than a case today. Okay, first off, deck him? Really? She's going to deck him. If you watch the video, she had she had no intentions of deck, decking him. Matter of fact, she didn't even look like she felt threatened at all. She actually looked like she liked the attention the guy was giving her. And by the way, in the video, her fiancé is walking with her. So the question is, why didn't he do anything about it? He just walks past the heckler, doesn't say a word. But this is the kind of manly man people like AOC like. Big pusses. Okay, now here's the thing. Is it, is it a tacky thing? I wouldn't say those things. But I'm going to take a stance that a lot of conservatives don't take. I wouldn't say those things because first off, I have honor, I have uh, chivalry, and I'm civil. And I don't have the balls to say something like that. I personally like what I thought what he said was funny. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, it's tacky. He's catcalling her. That's what he's doing. And the reason she brought all that stuff on herself, because every time someone criticizes AOC, that's the first thing she says. She's done it four or five times where she says, I'm being catcalled. Ben Shapiro said, I'd love to interview you. And she said, why are you catcalling me? Some politician made a comment. and, And then she said, everyone wants to date me. She invites this crap. She's the one who keeps telling everybody how beautiful she is. AOC is a terrible person. And she thinks she's beautiful. She thinks she's hot. And by the way, I don't think she's that hot. I don't think she has that great a body. I don't think anything of her. I think she's a terrible, horrid human being. So when something like this happens, and this guy is doing it on purpose, screw her. He's basically telling her what she already thinks and she probably actually likes it. I don't think it makes her uncomfortable at all. Of course, AOC can't skip the opportunity to gain attention and make herself into a victim. That's exactly what she did. That's what she was trying to do. It just wasn't exactly working. All she had to do, if she didn't like this guy, is not make him viral. And she did it anyway. She retweeted the video took it down retweeted it again and then comment kept commenting on the video here's another thing she she talked about I put po- I posted about a deeply disgusting incident that happened today at the Capitol but it took oh yeah okay I read that one already she actually called she actually called the Capitol police on this guy now again I don't know what they were gonna do about it what he did was legal. He wasn't in the Capitol building. He was on the steps. I think even if he did it in the Capitol building, it's not necessarily illegal. He's a U.S. citizen. He could do that. So I'm not exactly sure. So I guess they wanted she wanted them to arrest him because he, this guy liked her butt? She ended up calling this a threat. She ended up saying she felt in danger, which if you see the video, that's just a, an outright lie. I do want to point out that this is a woman who thinks that the protests in front of the Supreme Court justices' house houses are okay. I do want to point out that this is a woman who voted for extra protection, for the who voted against extra protection... Uh, of the Supreme Court justices after somebody had tried to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. She was still against protection. She still believes all those people had the right to protest, which, by the way, they don't. It's illegal to protest in front of the homes of politicians and and justices or even judges. But she wants a guy arrested because he says she's got a nice ass. Oh, it got worse for her, though. And it got worse for the Democratic Party. Later that evening, she goes and rips the Capitol Police because they didn't arrest this guy. And she said how dangerous it is, it is in the Capitol because of the Capitol Police. And do you know her? what her evidence is? January 6th! January 6th was proof that the police who let people into the Capitol Building, which, by the way, goes against what they have been investigating for the last year in the january 6th commission she says goes against completely against the democratic narrative on january 6th listen and she goes on a rant listen to her
1: these insurrectionists like
0: antifa
1: and that there were actual officers working with this and we never got to the bottom of that and we never got any answers about that And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. And I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away without any accountability. So this is, this is where these things are breaking down. We're not safe. And it's not just about members of Congress not being safe. The Black food staff matters. workers aren't safe. The Black janitors aren't safe. Like, we need to get to the bottom of this. So that's all i got to say. What
0: about Thank you, Congresswoman. Let's get to the bottom of it. Antifa, please. Boy, that little rant is going to piss off Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats, especially the ones on the January 6th Commission. She basically admits that there was a security lapse with the Capitol Police. And a lot of folks don't, I mean, he keeps talking about, well, what about Antifa? What about BLM? No, 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 no. Listen to what she's saying. She's saying that the riot on January 6th, which, by the way, was only 200 people, all of them are in jail, all of them are going to get convicted. And it only lasted two and a half hours. So January 6th, the whataboutism the guy is talking it's, it's right. But listen to what she's saying. She's basically saying it was a security lapse with the Capitol Police, that the police were letting people into the Capitol building. And whose fault is that in the end? It's Nancy Pelosi's fault because she's in charge of the Capitol Police. She's also confirming what conservatives have been saying for a year and a half, that this wasn't an insurrection. It was a riot by a couple of hundred goons that lasted for about two hours and and spurred, uh, and it was all spurred by the Capitol Police. And by the way, we still don't know who Ray Ray Epps is. The Daily Wire has a, or the New York Times had a very glowing report on Ray Epps, who used to be an Oath Keeper. And people are wondering, who is this guy? Is he working for the FBI? Yeah, very interesting stuff. So, thank you, AOC. Thank you, Troll. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, Instagram. All of you together have disproved the, quote, insurrection, end quote, of January 6th. Yay, you. Okay, let's let's move on here. Black Lives Matter has found a new martyr... Um, In the suburb of Minneapolis, an unarmed black man was shot and killed, causing protests in front of where he was, uh, causing Black Lives Matter to go out there and protest in front of the building in which he was killed. According to the family, the kid had a mental break, so and he he just lost this stuff. Now, how he was unarmed, had a mental break, and started shooting things, no one talks about that. That should be your first... Line of questioning is how much of this story is true. Well, it turns out not a lot of it's true. Now, granted, we don't know everything. We do not know everything. This is this is initial. This just happened last Thursday. Body cam footage hasn't been released. Not everything's been released yet. So we're going to find out other things, and we don't know a tremendous amount about this kid. Okay, but. It doesn't sound like he was citizen of the year or anything. Okay, so here's the story that we have right now. The man's name was Andrew Teckel Sunberg, and he was 20 years old. Uh, he was not as sweet as innocent as people make it sound. Uh, his social media is filled with him sporting guns and using drugs, all in the style of a gangster. Don't know if he was a gang member. That hasn't been talked about. So on Wednesday night, apparently, he started flipping out and started shooting into one of the apartments. By the way, the bullet holes of the apartment are all shown. This guy shot up this apartment. The door has a big hole in it because of the number of shots he had fired in the apartment. And in that apartment was a mother and her two children. I think it was four and six that were the ages of the children. The mother... Who, by the way, is a person of color? She's a mix of black and Indian and Hispanic, so she has a she's really mixed. Her children are both black. She contacted the police. The police came, and Sunberg started shooting at the police. So the police, of course, backed up. They uh, emptied the building. SWAT. And the MPD crisis team negotiators showed up, which is the uh, um, hostage negotiators. They responded. They worked with this kid for about six hours. They even put dad, who, by the way, is white. This kid, this uh, uh, Sunberg, he's adopted. He's from Ethiopia. He's adopted by a white people. The white these people actually have nine adopted kids. So. These are good people. I'm i am not going to, I don't know anything about them. But there are issues with them too, which needs to be discussed. Uh, and But we just don't have enough information. They let the father actually try and talk him down, try to get him to communicate with uh, negotiators. And this is kind of heartbreaking watching it because you know, he knew, you know, a lot of people knew this was not going to end well. Listen to this little clip. this
1: is are down again. I need you. I need you to talk to the negotiators. They they just wanna talk to you right now, okay? Give them thirty seconds, that's all. Just to know what's going on. Not asking to come out, just talk to the negotiators. They're gonna call.
0: I mean, I don't know about you. That's heartbreaking. It's really hard. It, you can hear the desperation. I love you. I know you love me. Please talk to the cops. And you know this guy loves him. I mean, he adopted him. And it, it's it's just it's hard to listen to, and, and it's heartbreaking. Well, the um, snipers, they finally had him in sight. He still was armed. And one of the snipers took him out. Um, now, of course, the narrative, the same old narrative comes up. The mother, I guess her name was Cynthia Sunberg. She made a comment, quote, everyone knows that had it been a white person in the building, they would have talked to him. They would have talked him out and they would have waited. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um He already shot at the cops. They didn't bust in with SWAT. They waited six and a half hours. I mean, this started on Wednesday night at 4.30, and it didn't end till like 4.30 the next morning by the time everyone got there. I mean, this thing didn't end. Needless to say, before any information is released, and by the way, we still don't know much about this kid. We know what he's like on his social media. We know what he did to the apartment across the way, with, which would have been three counts of attempted murder because there were three people in that house. We know he was still armed. That's why cops didn't go after him. We don't really know if there were people still left in the building. We do know that he had a reputation in the building. He played loud music all the time. We don't know if he actually threatened people. But we know he had a reputation in the building. Now we're hearing from Sundberg's parents that he might have had some mental problems. Which, by the way, not a shock in this world we have. It seems like all these kids have mental problems. Needless to say, BLM, before knowing anything, decided to come out and protest and Sundberg's parents attended it. But they had a little bit of a problem while they were protesting this innocent, young, vibrant, unarmed boy's, black man's death. Um, the woman in the next apartment, who was shot at with her kids, had to leave the apartment while she was leaving her apartment because the entire apartment was shot out. She had some things to say to these people. And her name is Arabella Foss Yarbrough. And she just went off on these protesters. Because mind you, she has to leave the apartment because her her kids are scared crapless. And we're not talking this guy shot one shot through the door. He shot like 15, 20 rounds through this door. They had they were eating dinner. They had to go to the floor. Well, here she is yelling at the protesters. And I do want I do want to point out here, um her language is colorful, but I'm not cutting out because she's absolutely correct. Listen.
1: My idols, you guys are celebrating his It was a terror. I'm sure it was it's a not okay. You're not okay You're lying. You're not okay. Shut up. You you Grief in silence! This, in silence. this is, not okay. is not okay! This is not a George Floyd situation! George Floyd was un- unarmed! He was unarmed! You're alive! I'm sorry. This is not okay! I wish it never happened either that I don't have a place to call home I can't see that night. She's obviously going through a moment This is not okay this is, this is what they want to show on the TV She's obviously going, TV. going through a moment This is not okay, just go home Go home Cause none of you guys knocked on that man's door to check his house Shut up, he my Shut up, you're fucking No, you're right. 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 Did come. What you he did not come He did not this is not the time. This is not time the This is not your No, could you think it's to my kids in the car. My kids in the car. My black kid is in the car. He killed He tried to kill me in front of my kids. He tried to kill
0: me in front of my kids. He tried to kill me Okay, so- what a god-awful scene, and what a bunch of god-awful people. Now, I will, give, I will give respect where it's due. The leader of the protest was sympathetic. He was sitting back and saying, yeah, she's going through a moment right now. Yes, she went through something. And she even asked the man, hey, would you be here if he had actually killed me? And he said, yes, we would. We would be... And by the way, there are certain Black Lives Matter groups sections, not the main organization. There's still a bunch of communists and, and anti-white black supremacist group, but the reality is a lot of them, they are kind of understanding of crime. Okay. There are some, I'm going to give it to them. All right. And there are some that are terrible. Like the ones in New York, they're terrible. The one in LA, they're terrible. But this guy was sympathetic to her. Sunberg's father apologized to her. And actually tried to talk to her to calm her down. And he not only apologized to her in person; he apologized publicly for the the behavior of his son. So let's let's give them a little bit of let's give them a little bit of credit. Okay, but listen to all those miserable human being of protesters. She wasn't dead. She wasn't shot. They all survived. One even walked up and went got into her face go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. you can look at the video if you haven't seen the video it's everywhere there is going to be more to this story not 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 a lot about it is out yet apparently this kid did have problems and the question is why weren't his problems caught his his dad his parents who are defending him in all this crap well, you knew he had issues the entire apartment building knew he had issues one of the complaints from this woman is that she had called the cops on this guy more than once and nothing was done. We see it in his social media profile where he has multiple handguns. Okay, so we'll find out more in the coming days. I think this, this story is going to die. Okay, so I'm going to run a little long because I can't skip Yovaldi. I can't. I, I actually have another story, but we'll skip that one. Uvalde was a disaster. Uh, Texas lawmakers released a 77 page report um, on the efforts of the police or the lack thereof of the police during the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School that led to the deaths of 19 students, 19 kids, and two teachers. They found that the officers, quote, failed to prioritize saving the lives of innocent victims over their own safety. Now, just to get an idea, I didn't read the entire report. I read a little bit of it. Um, They also released the full-body cam footage. I think they may have edited some of the children's screams out because apparently this was really taxing on everybody. Um... The biggest problem they found was that a lot of this I got from the Wall Street Journal. So if you want to read it, you can go to the link. You have to have a subscription. But they found there were three. They had responded within three minutes. There was a there was a there were ended up being 376 police officers there that ended up standing around. A bunch of them actually went to other classrooms to pull the kids out of the classrooms But the biggest problem they had, nobody took charge. That's what the biggest problem was. Following the report, the mayor, Don McLaughlin, uh, was put on administrative leave. The police chief, Mariano Paragas, was also put on administrative leave. There are now two other departments the department of justice and the department of justice for the state are actually investigating this the committee found that law enforcement quote did not remain focused on the task of stopping the killing as instructed by active shooter training so basically they they basically they were worried they were going to get shot they found that they couldn't find a key to open the door even though the door op- the door was probably unlocked they don't know that for a hundred percent sure no one tried to contact the uh principal to unlock the door get the master key to unlock the door as a matter of fact (coughs) the principal is not blameless here either when the the shooting started she actually told the um told the custodian to lock her door So she would be safe. And it wasn't just Uvalde police. This was huge. It was Uvalde police. It was school police. It was 149 border patrol agents. And 100 state police troopers were there. And of course there was that hero from the border patrol advanced unit that actually broke into the place, took a bullet close to his head, I mean, he actually got scratched by a bullet and ended up killing the guy. But he was an hour away. He found out about the shooting. He got in his truck with a couple of other guys and they had to drive an hour. And then they said, screw this. And they walked into the place and shot the kid. It was such a bad scene that The school police, the least experienced of anybody there, were actually leading, which is just awful. And then it's found that the shooter, he fired 142 total rounds, he fired 100 in the first five minutes, which means he was executing people probably. And these people stood around. And what's sad is a couple of the students, they were alive when they got out. They died on the way to the hospital or they died at the hospital. This whole thing for me is really bothersome. It shows nothing but cowardice. Everyone here should be disciplined and I, I will go, should be disciplined, fired, fired. When they figure out what each individual did, that person should be either disciplined, fired, or put in freaking jail. This was their job. This is what they signed up for. And 20 people died because of their cowardice and incompetence. Do you know what would have saved some of those kids? Maybe if a teacher or two were armed. In Indiana this weekend... There was another attempted mass shooting in a mall, in the food court of a mall in Indianapolis, just outside Indianapolis. A guy who was legally able to carry a gun shot the shooter before he could kill. He ended up killing two people. But he was stopped before he could do more damage by a good man with a gun who is legally able to carry a gun. That's how you're going to fix these schools. You're going to fix these schools by making it that people can be armed and they're trained and they're competent. That's how it's going to work out. That's how you're going to harden these schools and make sure this crap doesn't happen again. Along with, I forgot to mention this, locking a door or two. Apparently there were three unlocked doors in the school. So this kid, this guy, 20, 21, 18, I don't know how old he is. 18, I think it was. Um, he could have gone into the school three different ways because the school didn't follow the policy of locking the doors. Oh, boy. And this is a preliminary report. Imagine what we're going to know six months from now. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you had a great weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Politics.